No one had ever seen him without the mask. He, Agusty and Ferguson, figured he was some big-shot banker or political muckamuck. Somebody used to always having things done his way. Zarko had given him the moniker of the CEO because the man always took control, always bossy. He ran the group like it was a company, and he owned it. Zarko turned to see Agusty's reaction. To him, Agusty was a mealy-mouthed wimp. Agusty hesitated, his eyes wide open like a scared fawn, looking back and forth between Ferguson and the CEO. Finally, he nodded before folding his arms across his chest. Olsen has some problems right now, so he can't be here. Taking a vote without him wouldn't be fair, the CEO said, standing in front of Ferguson. So, I'll decide. He glanced at Agusty as he removed a pack of smokes from his shirt pocket, tapped the pack so one cigarette stuck out. He raised the pack up to his mouth, dragging it out with his lips as he eyed Zarko, then Sanchez. Zarko watched as the CEO's loose-fitting sleeve fell back enough to expose part of a black and green tattoo on his forearm, but he couldn't make out what the inked drawing represented. He saw the CEO stick the pack back in his pocket while he glared at Ferguson. Taking a silver-colored metal lighter from his pants pocket, the CEO lit the cigarette. Then he blew a large cloud of smoke in Ferguson's face. Out of the corner of his eye, Zarko saw Agusty scoot all the way to the other end of the sofa and cross his legs at the knee. One arm stretched across his chest while he covered his mouth with his other hand. Zarko saw Ferguson step back, then turn toward the kitchen, but the CEO's meaty hand grabbed Ferguson by the throat, jerking him back like a rag doll. He blew another cloud of smoke in Ferguson's face as he pinned him against the wall. Ferguson's feet dangled in midair as he struggled to breathe, his hands pulling at the man's fingers. But the CEO's grip seemed to tighten. Ferguson's face turned a bright red. His mouth opened wide as he fought to get a breath and free himself. But the more he struggled, the tighter the CEO's hands seemed to squeeze. He can't fucking breathe, Agusty said. The CEO's mouth curled up in amusement when he looked at Agusty. He let go. Ferguson fell in a heap on the floor. He raised himself up on one elbow, massaging his throat with the free hand. He yelped when the CEO jammed the cigarette against his head, grinding it into his scalp until it was out. When the CEO walked over to Agusty, Ferguson jumped up and ran toward the kitchen. Zarko eyed the CEO as he leaned over, grabbing Agusty's jaw and jerking him forward. Would you like to take his place? Zarko smirked as Agusty's head wagged back and forth. You know, ball sissy. Nothing changes, guys, the CEO announced while clenching Agusty's jaw. Nothing. He looked at Zarko as he shoved Agusty's head back. Zarko looked down then toward the kitchen as Ferguson emerged, brandishing a hatchet and a butcher knife. Ferguson charged at the CEO, screaming, I'm gonna kill you, you son of a bitch! Wheeling around, the CEO grabbed Ferguson's knife hand at the wrist, twisting the arm behind Ferguson's back until the palm was facing the ceiling. Drop both of them or I'll break your arm, the CEO said. The knife fell to the floor, followed by the hatchet. Let me go, Ferguson screamed. The CEO kept twisting until the elbow popped. Ferguson shrieked.
The CEO shoved into the floor. He picked up the hatchet and turned to Sanchez. Turn that radio up loud. With the music booming, the CEO grabbed Ferguson's arm, the one with the dislocated elbow, and held it on the coffee table. Here, my friend, this'll stop it from hurting, he said, raising the hatchet up as though he wielded an executioner's axe. Ferguson begged. No, please, don't, no! Zarko saw a dark spot spread from the crotch area of Ferguson's pants down his leg. The urine smell confirmed what Zarko believed. The CEO slammed the hatchet down hard.